Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So, how does Hitler tie his shoes? I don't know. With little Nazis? <laughs> oh my God. told you it was stupid i like that one i know <laughs> i found it like three weeks ago and then i lost it because i i chose another one for some reason and i was sad because i couldn't remember it and i found it today and i had to use it because it's so dumb i love it <laughs> little nazis <laughs> oh my god okay stupid joke okay um, so I went back to the history's greatest mysteries mm-hmm. and there really were only a few left. There were a bunch on that list that I just kind of skipped because it was like Amelia Earhart and which I'm pretty sure they know what happened to her, yeah. you know, and yeah. then, um, you know, there were a couple, couple like that. So pretty sure they knew what happened but it was still kind of like i think david copperfield's um when he made the statue of liberty disappear Mm, yeah they literally explained how he did it yeah so i mean there were a couple of them like that that i kind of left out but um so there's not many left and these are the last of them so first one is the zodiac killer Mm. Famous for goading the police with cryptic letters supposedly containing information leading to his identity, the Zodiac Killer murdered at least five people in North California in the hmm, (laughs) 1960s and early 1970s. Arthur Lee Allen was a prime suspect, but the evidence didn't stack up. Bullshit. Mm -hmm. To this day, the killer's identity remains a mystery. During the killer's spree, police actually unknowingly crossed paths with the murderer, murderer, but failed to recognize or detain him. Wasn't he the guy that went to the town meeting about the yeah. Zodiac killer? Yeah. Oh was my God. Him? Was it him or was it some? Was that was the, that Golden the Golden State? State? I think it was the Golden State. I think it was State. Golden State. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Zodiac killer creeps me out big time with yeah. that freaking hood. Mm-hmm. And have you ever seen the movie? No, I never watched it. Ooh, oh, you should really watch it. Really? It's good. It's good. The thing that really sticks with me, and it's just me personally, I think, and it really gets me, and I don't know if anyone, because I noticed it in Star Wars, too, because I watched that, like, now, like, recently. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a specific part where someone pushes down Princess Leia, Mm -hmm. and it's just, like, her, like, oof. Like, there's no sound effects like there would be today. Oh, yeah. And that, like, that sticks with me because it doesn't sound right. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it's supposed to. And in The Zodiac Killer, one of the very first scenes, I think, is him killing this couple in the park. And it is, there's no sound effects. There's no music. There, He's just stabbing this girl. Oh. And it's very disturbing and mm. i love it that's like is the movie called the zodiac killer it is okay mark Garofalos is okay. the main is like the main cop dude yeah. and um what's his face uh jake gyllenhaal okay plays a reporter i think mm-hmm. and oh my god it's good i'll have to look it up and see if i can find it, it it's creepy you should watch it yeah it's good um so yeah next one is croatoan so obviously the Roanoke Island uh, disappearance led by Governor John White bless you more than 100 settlers arrived at Roanoke Island North Carolina in 1587 to establish the first permanent English colony in the New World White departed for England for more supplies later that year and when he finally did come back in 1590 nobody was home the entire colony had vanished without a trace leaving only a message that read Croatoan etched into a post and the letter CRO carved into a tree archaeologists have suggested that the colony was 
assimilated into the native tribes. Croatoan was the name of both an island and a tribe in that area. Hmm. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Which, again, that kind of sounds like they kind of know what happened. But, yeah. I mean, you would think that if if they knew that now, that they would have figured that out then. Yeah. And they would have caught up to them or, you know, tried to find them. I mean, I don't know if they did. I don't know. This one is very interesting because this is supposed to be history's greatest mysteries. And it's about a ghost. There's a couple of them. So First Lady Dolly Madison was a visionary. She almost single-handedly made Washington, D.C. what it is today when Dolly first reached D.C. for the inauguration of her husband, James Madison. The town was little, little more than a haphazard collection of buildings nestled against a dirty swamp. But it didn't stay that way for long. First Lady Madison immediately set upon campaign of upgrades which would transform the ramshackle settlement into the fashionable political capital we know today she even worked with an architect to perfect the design of the white house she eventually died in 1849 but according to many stories not even death stopped her from caring for her life's work when woodrow wilson's wife tried to remove dolly's precious rose garden the ghost of the first lady is rumored to have appeared again and again to spook the unfortunate gardener away so she's like fuck you (laughs) i want my roses (laughs) work hard on them yeah take that out (laughs) it's pretty (laughs) okay Uh, Next one is also a ghost. Olive Thomas was one of America's first and most notorious flappers. Her reputation persists as America's most flamboyant ghost. She reportedly haunts New York City's new Amsterdam theater, still flaunting what she's got in a bright green beaded costume and clutching a blue bottle. Thomas reportedly comes in, flirts with any men present, and then disappears. In fact, Thomas has been revered is such a revered revered is that a revered revered Revered. not revered (laughs) god sorry vodka's hitting me hard tonight (laughs) okay so uh whatever you just said guest among the living members of the theater it's a practice to say good night olive as you exit Hmm. which really that said uh say good night olive as you exist but I'm pretty sure it was a typo, so oh. I changed it. Okay. Okay. Next one. The executed wife of Henry VIII has been spotted in Hever Castle, Hever, maybe, her childhood home, Blickling Hall, her assumed birthplace, the Tower of London where she died, Hampton Court, her honeymoon palace, Sally Church in Norfolk, where her body was allegedly moved to be reburied with ancestors, and even Marwell Hall in uh, Hampshire, a house owned by the Sycamore family, whose daughter replaced Anne as queen, and she's often headless. So this is like the ghost that is seen in the most places around the world like she travels Hmm. so many places that she is that she has been seen um but she's headless so how do they know it's her i don't know they just know that ass (laughs) (laughs) i mean really like what the heck (laughs) i don't know okay Sorry. Oh my god. I Next need to cut one. You off. <laughs> I mean, this is my second one. I'm not even done with it. Oh my god. Okay. Sorry. Next one. In 1981, the National Museum of American History discovered that a set of wash. <laughs> George Washington's false teeth were missing from their collection. The teeth of America's first president were on loan from the Maryland Dental School and had been kept in a locked storage room at the time they disappeared. The bottom plate dentures showed up a year later in an employee-only area, but the top half remains missing to this day. 
Contrary to popular lore, Washington's dentures were not wooden, but instead were made of gold and ivory, which means that beyond their historical value, the teeth had material value and may have been melted down to be sold as scrap. Oh, that sucks. It does suck. At least they still have the bottom. Yeah. Or was it the... T- yeah, they still have the bottom. Which there was a picture of them, and... Oh, man, I'd much rather have the top. It was not good. <laughs> not good. I mean, just... I was kind of... Because they're... You know, it's a picture of them, and they're just kind of sitting there on this thing. And you try to picture them in someone's mouth, and it's just like, oh, that's so bad. I would love to see what George Washington looked like with his full set of teeth in. He looked like a meth addict. <laughs> for sure. I mean, it's like the bottoms are like I remember looking at one specifically and it's just like a sliver of like gold. I mean, and that's supposed to be a tooth. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm sure it's great for chewing meat, but it don't look good. <laughs> Uh, okay. But yeah, look it up. I mean, you can totally see pictures of it. It's kind of funny. I know, I because I was looking at it, and like I said, they're just sitting there. So I was trying to picture what it would look like on him. <laughs> and yeah, it's not good. Okay, so, so this is the last one. The Bermuda Triangle. Mm-hmm. A small area of the Atlantic Ocean off of North America that seems to be responsible for more unexplained disasters than anywhere else, including more than 50 ships and 20 airplanes that are said to have mysteriously disappeared. Reports have unexplained occurrences in the region date to the mid-19th century. Some ships were discovered completely abandoned for no apparent reason. Others transmitted no distress signals and were never seen or heard from again. Aircraft have been reported and then vanished, and rescue missions are said to have vanished when flying in the area. However, wreckage has not been found, and some of the theories advanced to explain the repeated mysteries have been fanciful. Although theories of supernatural causes for these disappearances abound, geophysical and uh, environmental factors are most likely responsible. One hypothesis is that pilots failed to account for the agonic line, A-G-O-N-I-C, agonic line the place that which there is no need to compensate for magnetic compass variation that's what that is okay as they approach the bermuda triangle resulting in significant navigational error and catastrophe other popular theories are that the missing vessels were Uh, felled by so-called rogue waves which are massive waves that can reach heights up to 100 feet Mm. or 30.5 meters and would theoretically be powerful enough to destroy all evidence of a ship or airplane. That's scary shit right there. Yeah, it is. Um, The Bermuda Triangle is located in the area of the Atlantic Ocean where storms from multiple directions can converge, making rogue waves more likely to occur. The discoverer of the New World himself, Christopher Columbus, had his own weird encounter with this spot. According to records from the time, Columbus reported seeing a giant flame, a mysterious light in the distance, and unusual compass readings while passing through the area. I just watched um, Mysteries Decoded the other day yeah and they were talking about the bermuda triangle really and they talked to physicists and mm-hmm. um i don't know other scientific people yeah <laughs> and it's not any more active or in that kind of thing than anywhere else in the ocean really yeah oh yeah and they talked about the rogue waves and they they did simulations and that's not what it was some guy um who was a pilot was trying to say that he went up there in his plane and he ended up in some kind of wormhole thing that (laughs) transferred him forward in time and they're like they're no they they she got this i think he was a physicist 
but he's like one of these world-renowned physicists like he's yeah. super smart yeah and he's like unless he had the power of a star <laughs> he, that is not possible <laughs> and oh man um, they said something about the compasses where they'll just keep mm-hmm. on going. That does not happen anywhere. In the oh, ever. It's a movie thing. Oh. Um, so yeah, it's have a lot of ships and planes disappeared. Yes, but not more than anywhere else on mm-hmm. the ocean that but, nobody knows anything about. Yeah, that, you know. Yeah, massive. Yeah, thing. yeah. That's and, crazy. And they say you know. The reason why wreckage hasn't been discovered or seen or whatever is, I mean, the ocean is relentless. Yeah, absolutely. It it it, des- it destroys it. Yeah, you know, beyond. Especially, and like they said in here, that you know, environmental factors are also they come into play, and oh, they. Yeah you yeah. know n- electrical storms and yeah and that and the ocean don't mix and yeah yeah, if, yeah i mean you could hit that. an air pocket or something yeah. and end up in the ocean on the, fl- on the and then the waves tear the plane apart absolutely i mean yeah. that's yeah that's crazy and that's how i mean that's how that's how a lot of these were and that's like i like i said i mean you pretty much know what's going on with it yeah. you know it's just kind of crazy like um another one that was on there was Brittany murphy's death yeah that was a mystery of some sort but she had like health issues didn't she i think she did i think she did i think the craziest part is that her husband died like a month after yeah, her that was weird super weird i always thought that was weird yeah yeah it was crazy but the whole thing is nuts yeah it, it most of our mysteries and you know ghosts and i i honestly think that it's going to be explained at some point yeah maybe not in our lifetime but yeah there i believe that there's some scientific something that would be interesting that would explain ghosts that would be very interesting i want to know i mean it could be you know somehow just the earth recording we could be in the freaking matrix and we could be looking at a computer program for all we know yeah we don't know but i mean there's some explanation we just don't know what it is yet or they're ghosts well i mean i don't know maybe (laughs) so those were mine for the week and forever probably because that was the last of that list so all right i did ghosts of mississippi all right uh, city cemetery in Kosciuszko. <laughs> wow, that seems I sophisticated. I for- don't know if that's right. It's <laughs> crazy name. Is that like what is it? Native American or something? I don't know. It's K O S C I U S K O. Huh. Okay. Hmm. City Cemetery is said to be the home of a haunted statue. When Laura Kelly passed away in the late 1800s, her husband was brokenhearted. He decided to commission a statue in her honor. He spared no expense and hired a world-famous sculptor to complete the task, even going so far as to send the artist his wife's clothing to allow him to capture a realistic likeness. Once the statue was complete, he built a third floor onto his residence so that he could view the statue from his home. Mr. Kelly loved his wife deeply, and perhaps it was the passion that he poured into her memorial that left a mark on the statue, because a number of witnesses have reported seeing the statue of Laura Kelly weeping. Oh, that's so creepy. Could you imagine having someone love you that much, though? Mm. That almost seems kind of (laughs) creepy. Yeah, some of these, some couples that I, you know, that you see, it's just like, how? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Just, I was actually looking at, like, the uh, Hollywood couples that have been together the longest. And, you know, like, um, Kurt Russell and Goldie oh, Hawn. Goldie Hawn, yeah. They're so cute. Mm-hmm. And they've been together forever. forever. Oh my god, I just But you love know it. what? They never got married. You're right. And I honestly think that that is what has helped them stay really? together. Yeah. I wonder what difference that makes. I don't know if it's like you don't 
I don't know if it's like maybe you don't feel like you have to be there so you're choosing to yeah, be there. Yeah, it's your choice to be there. Hmm. I You're wonder not if that legally makes legally bound together. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they'd still be together if they were married. I don't know. Well, they are still together. Well, I mean, if they got married, maybe they, maybe they wouldn't be together anymore. Or maybe they would. Who I knows? don't know. Yeah, who knows? You don't know, but yeah, yeah they're I, definitely cute. They are. Oh, my God. I love them. Mm-hmm. There's, there was a couple. I don't remember now, but there's a few on there that you were just like, they've been together so long, and there was a bunch of them on there, too, that, like, they were, you were sad because they weren't together anymore. Yeah. And, sorry. <laughs> okay. Chapel of the Cross Cemetery. Another cemetery which belongs on the list of the most haunted places in Mississippi is the Chapel of the Cross Cemetery in Madison. The most interesting tale is linked to the final resting place of Henry Gray Vick. Henry was actually killed in a duel just days before he was due to be married to Helen Johnstone. Helen was understandably distraught and reportedly wore her wedding gown to Henry's funeral. There have been a number of witnesses who claim to have seen Helen's ghost visiting Henry's grave or sitting on a nearby bench, always in her wedding dress. Oh, that's sad. Well, it shouldn't have gone into a duel. That's just well, yeah. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably over something stupid, Yeah, too. probably. <laughs> Stucky's Bridge. You may have heard of a group of outlaws known as the Dalton Gang, who specialized in bank and train robberies. Well, legend has it that one of the members, known as Stucky, opened an inn close to the Chunky River. He would stand outside with a lantern in order to guide those traveling the river to his inn. However, once everyone was asleep, Stucky would murder his guests, rob them, and throw their bodies into the river. Oh, that just with sucks. his. When his scheme was uncovered, Stucky was captured and hanged from the railings of the bridge. Now it seems that his restless soul haunts that very bridge. He has been seen walking with his lantern, still in search of new victims, and he is sometimes seen hanging from the bridge as he did on the day of his execution. Mm. He was an asshole. Oh, I'm not done. However, (laughs) the most terrifying encounters are up close and personal, with one witness even claiming to have been pushed off the bridge by an angry apparition. No, uh uh-uh. No. King's Tavern. King's Tavern is the oldest standing building in Natchez. Is that how you say that? I have no idea. So it is understandably... So it understandably has a rich history, some of it paranormal. It is said that King's Tavern is haunted by several ghosts, including a lady named Madeline. It is believed that Madeline was the mistress of one of the original owners of the tavern. Some say that she was murdered by her lover's wife, but in truth, nobody really knows exactly what happened to her. However, in the 1930s, there were three mummified bodies discovered in the cellar, and one of them is assumed to be Madeline. (laughs) Some of the strange phenomenon that have been reported in the tavern includes a phantom baby crying, strange reflections in the mirrors, and unoccupied beds being disturbed and feeling warm to the touch as if someone had been sleeping in it. Ew, that is the worst. We are never going there. No. Ew, that's like wrong getting into a warm bed Ew, no that's just like sitting on a warm toilet seat you oh i hate that <laughs> i, know, I no, hate that no, that's just not that's right rose <laughs> <laughs> my toilet seat needs to cool off between butts okay <laughs> that's right <laughs> the longfellow house If you ever have the opportunity to visit Pascagoula, Mississippi, you will find that the haunting of the Longfellow House is always a popular topic with the locals. Local legend says that the culprit behind the paranormal activity is the spirit of a slave who once worked in the house. It has been suggested that on one occasion he was beaten almost to the point of death before being sent into the woods to die. Oh. It seems that this brutal treatment from his employers has bound his spirit to the property and he is often heard moving around upstairs. He is said to be very angry, which is probably quite understandable given the manner of his death. He is often violent and has pushed and slapped some of the employees. Holy shit, that sucks. Yes, it does. Wow, that poor guy. Coon Memorial State Hospital. 
Another one of the most haunted places in Mississippi is Coon Memorial State Hospital. The hospital was closed for good back in 1989 and has laid vacant ever since. Well, almost vacant. <laughs> ever since it closed its doors, the hospital has attracted paranormal enthusiasts from all over the country. It is even featured on the television series Ghost Asylum. Some of the strange occurrences recorded there include the disembodied voice of a little girl asking if investigators want to come play with me. Oh my god. And the word help suddenly appearing written backwards in the dusty floor of the embalming room. Ew. Why backwards? I don't know. Oh, that's so weird. See, yeah. that makes me think that it's another dimension that they're in. That they're like so like close to a us. Mirror image or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's creepy. Waverly Mansion. There are said to be a number of different ghosts haunting Waverly Mansion, but one of the most unsettling is an apparition of a small girl who is searching for her mother. As well as manifest manifesting visibly, there have been lots of occasions where people have actually heard her calling out for her mama. Mm-hmm. The little girl has even been known to take naps in one of the upstairs bedroom, leaving behind an indent in the bed. I was going to say, do they hear her snore? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they know it's her. <laughs> Grand Opera House. The Grand Opera House in Meridian is certainly the perfect venue for a wide variety of entertainment, but it is also one of the most haunted places in Mississippi. The Opera House is actually said to be haunted by some long-dead performers. When the building is quiet, staff often hear the sound of a female apparition singing in the main house. It is not clear who she was in life, but what is certain is that she has no intention of giving up her performing days, just because she is no longer among the living. Garden of Hope Cemetery. Mississippi certainly has more than its fair share of haunted burial grounds. Garden of Hope Cemetery is not only one of the most haunted places in Mississippi, but is also considered to be one of the most haunted graveyards in the entire United States. There are several spirits connected to the cemetery, which have contributed to its reputation. One of the spirits often seen is a young and pretty friendly female spirit that is known as Cheryl Ann. There is also reports of a man believed to be her father, Hal, who apparently murdered Cheryl Ann, her mother, and her siblings. Mm -hmm. He is said to come out of his grave, steal the floral tributes from other graves, and then return to his own with the loot. What the fuck? Some visitors to the cemetery have also encountered another spirit known as Bloody Sarah. It is said that this apparition runs into the road, making motorists think they have run someone over. She finds this highly amusing and laughs maniacally throughout the incident. Ew. Oh my god. That I just got chills. <laughs> that yeah. is creepy. Any ghost laughing? No. Ugh. No. Being dead is not funny. No. And is there seriously an old man ghost stealing like That's balloons and shit? <laughs> I think flowers, not balloons. Oh. Nobody leaves me any flowers. I'm going to steal these beauties. It just says floral floral tributes. Oh, okay. He's always stealing other people's flowers. That's bullshit. I'd be so pissed if someone took my flowers off my grave. Especially another ghost. Like, dude, get your own flowers. Another ghost goes over there, bitch slaps him, and takes her flowers back. Not cool. That's not cool. That's so wrong. <laughs> I'd just be, I, I would be the person in, like, in the next grave, like, oh, shit. Did you guys just see that? He took his flowers and he bitch slapped him. <laughs> I would not get involved in that. <laughs> okay. Uh, McRaven. McRaven is considered to be the most haunted house in Mississippi and is also ranked as the third most haunted house in the entire United States. It has been featured in a variety of different paranormal-themed television programs, too. When you take a deeper look into the history of the property, it is easy to see why McRaven is considered to be one of the most haunted houses in Mississippi. Several former residents have died inside the house, with one of them actually murdered there. In addition to this, the mansion also served as a Confederate hospital back in the Civil War. Over the years, there have been thousands of reports of paranormal activity from a variety of witnesses. 
Some of the many apparitions that have been spotted in the house include Civil War soldiers, Native Americans, and even some of the previous owners. Hmm. And that's all I got. All right. So mine are a real bummer. So I don't like bummers. Well, sorry. But these are notorious ghosts and their intensely horrific origin stories. Oh. And I got this off Ranker and the author of the article is Christopher Myers. So the first one is the sad story of 12-year-old Marion Parker began when 19-year-old psychopath William Edward Hickman uh, from her Los Angeles school in oh kidnapped her I bet that's what that's supposed to be um, from her Los Angeles school in 1927 his intention was to ransom her back to her wealthy father banker Perry Parker Hickman sent a series of cryptic notes to the Parkers demanding gold certificates in exchange for Marion. Despite Parker's attempts to get his daughter back safely, Hickman choked Marion and then proceeded to cut off her arms and legs with a razor blade. What? Still intent on getting his ransom, Hickman powdered Marion's face, combed her hair, and sewed her uh, sewed open her eyelids. He put Marion's torso in the back seat of his car, covered it to, up to the neck with a blanket. Hickman then drove the drove to the rendezvous and quickly made the handoff. But Parker soon discovered that what he had paid for was not his daughter, but her corpse. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. Hickman was eventually caught and convicted, meeting his end in 1928 at the end of a hangman's noose. Marion, however, lingers on. Her presence has been reported multiple times, still residing at her childhood home at 1631 South Wilton Place in Los Angeles, California. Hmm. It's fucking terrible. That's horrible. Horrific. Could you imagine how her dad felt? Oh my god, no. No. Terrible. We're gonna really need the witty wrap-up, so... Um, next one. In 1832, Dr. Louise and Delphine LaLaurie were renowned uh, socialites in New Orleans. They surrounded themselves in finery and through the most elegant social gatherings. However, the slave workforce that enabled this luxury was horribly mistreated, even by antebellum standards. In April of 1834, a, f- a fire broke out in the kitchen and quickly spread through the house. When firefighters put out the blaze, they found the cook chained to the stove in the kitchen. In the attic, the firefighters found a secret barred door. Behind the door, they found a dozen slaves in a state of squalor. Some were chained to the walls, some trapped in cages, and others were strapped to makeshift operating tables. Strewn about the secret room were body parts, and human heads and organs were piled into buckets and jars. Oh my god. The lorries fled never to be seen again the house was ransacked by an angry mob and lay vacant for years in the state of disrepair it changed hands many times over the years but no one stayed very long today screams of pain can still be heard coming from 1140 royal street and the apparitions of slaves have been reported walking on the balconies next one isn't that the story from the uh, American, American Horror, Horror Story. Story. That's what yeah, I thought. I think so. The Lorries yeah. were yeah. horrific pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm probably going to butcher some of these names here, but Prince Suleiman, I'm going to go with that, was a Turk whose hedonism knew no boundaries, <laughs> earning him the nickname Sultan. His abode at 716... Dauphine Street in New Orleans gained the moniker the palace and in the 1860s partying could be heard through the walls at all hours. Solomon claimed to be an actual sultan or former former sultan of a non-specific Middle Eastern country which he used as justification for his harems, orgies, and other unsavory behavior. The sultan had a, a bunch of wives, family members, servants, and slaves, and it was rumored that his harem consisted not only of women but of young boys as well. 
One morning, a neighbor noticed that the palace was unusually quiet and that there was blood dripping from the gallery above. <sighs> the police arrived to uncover a grisly scene. Body parts were strewn about the house, which was soaked floor to ceiling with blood. Everyone was slaughtered, men, women, and children alike. Reaching up from the dirt in the yard was a single hand, that of the sultan who had been buried alive. Ooh. At the time, police blamed the carnage on pirates, but it is more likely that the sultan was actually the brother of, a, of real royalty, and he might have stolen quite a bit of his brother's money. He fled to his own country where he would have been executed, but eventually the brother's men tracked him down and exacted a heavy price. In any case, the sounds of partying can still be sometimes heard at 716 Dolphine Street, and some have seen the Sultan himself make an appearance. That's fucked up. Yeah. I want to know how many people were in there that night. Like, how many people were slaughtered? I want to know what happened. Was it like a bunch of ninjas? How did all those people get slaughtered? Exactly. Yeah, there had to have been more than one person doing it. Absolutely. They were like all ninjas hiding <laughs> and they just like came out all at once and killed everybody and like left something that's crazy no that's crazy yeah okay next one oh. in uh on june 11th 1912 a brutal deed occurred in rural Villisca, iowa the Moore family was sleeping quietly when an unknown perp raised an axe and ended Joe Moore with one blow from the flat end of the blade. The same sad fate met Joe's wife, Sarah, all four of their children, and two visiting neighbor children. What's more, the culprit then proceeded to beat the heads of the bloodied... Uh, beat the heads of the bodies into a bloody pulp with his axe. He then covered the bodies' heads with clothes, covered every mirror and every piece of glass in a similar, similar way, and washed the blood from his hands. After that, he took out a two-pound slab of uncooked bacon from the icebox, wrapped it in a towel, and laid it on the floor next to a short piece of keychain that did not belong to the Moors. The case has never been solved, but one theory links this case to several other axe-related occurrences that took place across the country during this period. The location is believed to still be haunted by the victims of that tragic night. Several ghost investigations have occurred at the house, all gathering compelling evidence that this haunting is real. Have you ever seen the um, when Ghost Adventures went to the Velisca house? Probably. They captured an EVP that really sounds like I killed six kids. Hmm. So creepy. So creepy. Hmm. But it's Ghost Adventures, so. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I know. Um, next one. In the 1800s, an industrious couple, young couple, moved to New Orleans. It's all in New Orleans. That's crazy. That is weird from Germany and started a sausage factory. Their sausage was was delicious, but in time their relationship turned sour. The husband found himself a younger mistress, but they couldn't truly be together until his wife was out of the picture. One night the man closed shop and closed shop and walked back uh, to the back room where his wife was making sausage. He crept up behind her and choked her with a cord. As uh, what to do with the body, it wasn't long until customers noticed a decrease in the quality of the sausage. Ew. One customer found a bit of a, of a gold ring in their sausage. Oh my gosh. And realizing that the wife had been missing for weeks notified the police. Oh my god. <laughs> that, that is just so gross. Like the uh, what you call it can't believe i forgot her name who what the girl the girl that was found in the water tank oh elisa lamb yes so they're drinking dead people juice and now they're eating people sausage it's so gross oh my gosh and like okay just just the simple fact that okay one so you kill your wife great that happens, I guess. Like, not really. But you kill your wife. 
You need to get rid of the body. I get it. I get it. It's a conundrum. So you grind her up in your sausage factory. Sure. Great. But then you fucking sell it to people. Yeah. That's... And you don't even bother to like check for bits of ring <laughs> or like maybe take it off. <laughs> um, I mean, what the actual fuck? Seriously. Well, obviously, well, this person is not all there. Yeah, obviously. Oh my gosh. Insane. And that is disgusting. I wonder how many people ate her. No. No. Gross. I was talking to Annie at work. And she's she's from Vietnam. Yeah. And she said they eat rats there. (gasps) Yeah. They have... Yeah. Voluntarily? Yeah. Why? They have like rice. So... Their rats aren't the same as our rats. <laughs> Jody. Their rats eat. What? They eat the rice. They're in the rice fields and they eat rice. Okay. That is not helping. I'm sorry. But, no. but at first I was like, ew, what? <laughs> yeah. They eat, yeah, they eat rats. Ugh, like, no. I do, honestly, though. I think rats here are different. How? Why? Because our rats here eat garbage and carry disease and... I don't know. Maybe theirs do, too, but... Uh, I mean, a rat's a rat. I, to well, me. People eat possums and yeah, I guess squirrel that's true. and... I guess that's true. I was going to ask... No, I shouldn't even say that. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not saying <laughs> Tell me later. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, I wasn't actually done. So the police found the man huddled in the corner of the room, screaming at the sausage grinder. He claimed that his wife's ghost had emerged from the grinder, bloodied and mangled, and was coming to get her revenge. He spent the rest of the night, or the rest of his days in a madhouse, but even there he could not find, couldn't get away from the specter. To this day, there are reports of a strange woman haunting the old Hans Mueller residence where the sausage incident took place all those years ago. So yeah, she was pissed. Well, he got what he deserved. Fuck yes, he did. And like you said, he obviously wasn't all there to begin with. Mm -mm. And probably doing that just i mean he just broke exactly he was broken yikes okay next one in 1967 now convicted child predator raymond morris targeted seven-year-old christine darby of walsall england after assaulting her morris took her life and buried her in a ditch authorities later discovered her remains in canuck chase which led to Morris's subsequent conviction he was also believed to be connected to the disappearances of two more young girls whose bodies were found in the area but that it was not the end of christine darby since then there have been reports of a black-eyed girl appearing in the canuck chase countryside it is believed that the spirit is the ghost of Christine, her eyes black from the blindfold she was wearing when her life was ended. That's really sad. Poor baby. Next one. Sometime in the 1930s, tragedy struck San Antonio. One day, just like any other, a bus driver was taking a load of 10 children home. Unfortunately, on that day, his bus was having some difficulty. It stalled out right on the tracks of a railroad crossing. Before the driver was able to get the bus started again, he saw a train approaching. The conductor slammed on the brakes, but it was too late. All ten children and the driver were extinguished in the crash. Today, you can still go by the crossing near San Juanita Mission. If you stop in front of the tracks and turn off your engine, a mysterious force will push the car uphill and over the tracks to safety. If you spread some flour or baby powder on the bumper, you will notice something truly chilling. Several sets of handprints, small handprints, and some one set of large ones. Which, that's not true. No. It's an optical illusion. Yes, and <laughs> it is. Sorry, <laughs> that's debunked. <laughs> uh, watch Factor Faked, y'all. Um, in the year 1190 was a dark one in York, England. 
anti-Semitism was rampant and the local Jewish community found themselves deeply imperiled. Fearing for their lives, many of them barricaded themselves inside, inside Clifford's Tower, which at the time was merely a wooden palisade. The authorities tried to retake the castle, but the scene turned into pure mob violence. Some of the Jews decided to end themselves rather than face the mob. Those that survived were overtaken by the crowd. These ghosts still make appearances at the castle on occasion. According to local lore, the walls of the castle bleed red every year on the anniversary of the bloodshed. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Next one, Whitney Abbey, or sorry, Whit- Whitby Abbey, was first built in Yorkshire in the year 657 AD. It was destroyed by Vikings in 870, only to be rebuilt after the Norman conquest in 1067. At some time during the Abbey's long history, there lived a nun by the name of Constance de Beverly. Constance turned out to be anything but. She fell in love with a handsome young knight and broke her vow of chastity. When this improper, Im, impropriety was discovered, the punishment was harsh. She was bricked up into the walls of the Abbey and left there. Her screams can still be heard echoing through the ruins. That's horrible. It's terrible. And, like, it's so weird reading these things from not in the United States because, like, 657 AD? Yeah. Like, I can't even imagine. I can't even it's comprehend like, were people that. people here then? <laughs> yeah, that's not. I can't go back. I just can't. <laughs> so it's very hard for me to read these and be like, oh, yeah, 657 AD. <laughs> so. I mean, just I. It's it's crazy to me that they had bricked walls back yeah. then. You know, I'm just like <laughs> I don't know. So, next one in the early 1800s, a woman by the name of Elizabeth Pratt lived in Fort Mifflin with her husband, an officer. Elizabeth's daughter daughter fell in love with an enlisted man, much to her parents' chagrin. The daughter ran off with the enlisted man, at which point Elizabeth disowned her. Not long after that, the daughter contracted dysentery and passed. Not having reconciled with her daughter, Elizabeth went mad. She would run around the fort screaming and wailing at the top of her lungs. One day, she took a rope, tied it around her neck, and jumped from the second-story balcony where she lived. (laughs) That is how the soldiers found her. Every now and again, her screams can still be heard at the fort and is one of many spirits said to reside there. That's creepy. And my last one. In the fall of 1896, Elva Zona Hester met blacksmith Trout Shrew... Trout... (laughs) What are you doing to my cat? (laughs) Okay, I'm going to start that one over. Hopefully I won't get attacked by a bug. (laughs) In the fall of 1896, Elva Zona Hester met blacksmith Trout Shoe and fell fast in love. Even though Hester already had a child out of wedlock at 22, the two (laughs) were married in short order. Not too long after that, the body of Hester was found at the bottom of the stairs by a young boy who had been hired to help the shoes with chores and errands. By the time the coroner arrived, Shu had already taken the body upstairs and dressed it for the funeral in a high neck dress. We know this one. Yes. With Shu clearly agitated and bereft, the coroner gave a cursory examination of the corpse before declaring it first everlasting faint and then childbirth, although Hester was not known to be pregnant. Hester's mother, Mary Jane Hester, had been against the marriage from the start and immediately suspected foul play. According to legend, she was validated when the ghost of Hester returned to tell Mary Jane that, in a fit of rage, she had broken her neck. Mary Jane was able to convince the local prosecutor to exhume the corpse for further examination. It was discovered that Hester's neck had been broken. During Shu's trial, Mary Jane testified that her daughter's ghost had returned to her, informing her of the gruesome circumstances. She was convicted and passed while in prison three years later. Hester's ghost was never seen again. 
I, I like love that, that story. story. <laughs> I know. I could read that. I know we've talked about it at least I twice. Know. I know. But yeah. Great. It's a great story. So those were mine for the week. All right. It's time for the witty wrap up. Yay, witty wrap up. I did funny college stories. Oh, God. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> My roommate has started sleepwalking at night when she gets stressed. We start calling the sleep persona sleeping roommate. And sleeping roommate is not very polite. <laughs> she has entered other rooms to stare at us while we while we sleep. Oh no! And slapped herself awake more than once. What? One night while I'm in the living room slash kitchen area studying, sleeping roommate enters the kitchen, looks me in the eye, and puts her glasses in the refrigerator. <laughs> then she says, "This is really going to piss me off in the morning." Surprise! It does. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's weird. That is, that's creepy. It is. I could not deal. It's I, like it's two different people. Yeah, that's, that's weird. weird. Oh my gosh. Ooh. I am 22, working in a school office. Everyone agrees that the principal is the biggest asshole alive. <laughs> she makes countless rude, bitchy, and discriminatory remarks and passes them off as jokes. One afternoon, while out for lunch, I trip and sprain my knee. I've been limping around with a brace for a few weeks. Principal, you're still limping? What happened to you? She's seen me before. I've explained it to her a few times. Me, I sprained my knee. Principal, disgusted. Really? You're so young and already you're crippled? How are you going to get married? Oh my God. What? <laughs> oh my God. What a moron. <laughs> Um, does she know what year it is? And those, like, nothing has anything. She's on drugs. Yes. I'm just, like, convinced that has, whatever that was made no sense. And, then, like, none of it had anything to do with the other stuff. It was so weird. And a sprained ankle is crippled? <laughs> okay. <laughs> People are dumb. People are really dumb. I'm taking a master's level teaching course the summer before I start my first teaching job. The professor instructs us to bring six stamped postcards to the next class. Professor, I want everyone to write six encouraging messages to yourself for different times throughout the school year. Think of the challenges you'll go, you're going to face at specific times and write yourself a note of encouragement. Then write the dates you'd like me to mail them on the postcards and I'll send them to you throughout the year. I thought this was lame, but nonetheless, I tried. I wrote encouraging messages to myself for the first day of school, after the first month of school, Christmas break, and the end of the year, etc. In December, I received every postcard in the mail on the same day. She apparently just mailed them all at once. <laughs> that would so be me. I'm like, there, I did it. <laughs> I'm at a teacher's college in a classroom management course. Professor, this is a list. Bleh. This is a list of the 40 most common ways students act out or can be disruptive in class. There is one technique you can use to prevent 80% of these. Can anyone guess what it is? I'm seated in the front row, and this comment comes out louder than I intended. Me, murder. <laughs> Professor, what? No, not murder. Engagement. Engage a student's attention and they'll be too occupied to mis misbehave. She continues the, lessons, the lesson for two more minutes or so before suddenly saying, how does murder only solve 80% of that list anyway? What about the other 20%? <laughs> oh, that's funny. I am an 18-year-old new nursing student at my local college. We are doing our first ever med pass. As I'm a nervous wreck, I make a small error in my dosage calculation. The instructor is pretty laid back. Me. I will give half a tablet. Instructor. Who in the world taught you how to do math? Me. Your mom. He looked at me like I was insane before realizing that I graduated from the high school where his mother teaches math. <laughs> yes, she did teach me Algebra 1. We had a good laugh about it. hilarious oh my god when i first read that i thought she was like your mom yes! i mean that's what anyone would think that's what, she's no like no literally like no your mom your, your mom 
Professors are often absent-minded, but this one was exceptional. I'm working in the math office when he comes in and yells at the secretary. Professor. Secretary, whatever her name was. Where's my package? It was supposed to be here yesterday. Secretary. I'm not sure. Professor. Let me call and trace it. Professor. Do it immediately. I need that at once. She called the company and the shipper. It took a few calls, but finally she found that it had been delivered a day early and had been sitting on his desk. Since this was not the first time he had yelled and complained for no reason, she took some shipping tape and hung the package across his office doorway at eye level and covered it with orange and yellow feathers. That afternoon, he returned, ducked under the package, sat at his desk, and called the secretary to ask if she'd found his package yet. <laughs> I could not work for someone like that. Oh, no. I'd probably take that package and throw it at his head. <laughs> my roommates convince me to go to my first college party with them. Inevitably, I meet a guy while we're making out on the couch. Guy, what's your major? Me, psychology. Guy, whoa, you're psychic? Are you going to read my mind? I haven't been to another party since. <laughs> yeah. That was, oh, my gosh. That's funny. Aww. That's just sad. <laughs> okay, and this is my last one. I work at a language testing center for people wishing to immigrate to the United States for either academics or work. On this particular testing day, my class is filled with candidates testing for workplace language fluency. The test consists of a reading booklet and a separate sheet, like a Scantron, I don't know what that is, for <laughs> recording answers me you have five minutes left left please remember to transfer your answers to the answer sheet if you haven't already done so five minutes pass me that is the end of this test segment please put your pencils and put down your pencils and wait for your exam to be collected i walk around the room random lady excuse me waves at me frantically Rushing to her before she blurts out answers, I respond in a hushed whisper. Me. Yes. Random lady. I just need to finish. I have the answers, but I did not have time to write them down. Me. Um, well, the test is over now, so we aren't allowed to let you continue writing. Random lady. What? But my answers are up here in my head. Violently stabs her forehead with the eraser oh. side of her pencil. <laughs> and not on the paper. Do you think the examiner will know what I meant, even though I didn't write it? What? Me. Um, no, ma'am, I'm sorry. If you left it blank, the examiners won't know your answers. Random lady, why not? I'm trying this. Me. <laughs> Pause. Because they cannot read your mind? <laughs> Random lady, that's why you have to let me write them. Me. I did let you write them. You have the past hour to write them down. I'm sorry. Random lady, but I was thinking, have you never thought a thought before? Me. Silent. <laughs> Random lady. Ugh. You people are going to let me fail. You'd better hope God tells the examiner my head answers. Storms off. <laughs> what? <laughs> you better... <laughs> oh, what, God? You, you people are going to let me fail. You'd better hope God tells the examiner my head answers. <laughs> Answers. Your head answers? <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's not real. I, I can't. I can't deal. You know what? <laughs> I bet you that is real. Oh my god. I bet you anything that is real. You better hope God <laughs> tells them. My head answers. <laughs> there is no way I would be able to. I would bust out laughing. Oh my god! I either that or I would be. I would. I would stand there in. Yeah, like, I would. I wouldn't be able to say anything. Yeah, like I, like, I would. I would be like, okay, where's Ashton? Am I being punked? <laughs> I mean, I would seriously be like, okay, 
<laughs> like, no. <laughs> You're kidding, right? You're kidding. You ha- that, that's the only answer in this <laughs> equation. You are kidding. That's oh, my God. Oh, my God. Head answers. I am trying that. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> How can you argue with that? I'd be like, I totally did it. It's my head answers. Didn't God give you my head answers? God will give you my head answers. <laughs> You're just really busy. It's going to take a while. Oh, my God. <laughs> I cannot deal. Oh, my gosh. Okay, was that, your, was that it? Yep. That was okay. It. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Please email in your stories. We haven't gotten anything for a while. And we've had, in the last couple of weeks, we have, or, well, um, months, last few months, we've had like 20 more people on our Facebook page. So, yeah. So, thank you guys for liking our Facebook page. Um, You can recommend us on there. Rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen. Send in your stories to ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.